Welcome to Real Talk, episode 24. I'm Todd. This is AJ. Hello. And here we are again. That's right. So Episode 24. You know what 24 reminds me of? Nope. Jeff Gordon. Nice. My grandpa's favorite race car driver. Actually, that's supposed to be a 24 on his hat right there. You got a tattoo of him. Mm-hmm. All right. Cool, man. Yep. Exciting time. It's, yeah. It sounded like that you were being sarcastic when you did that. No. I mean, real? I'm genuinely excited. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sounds... Sounds, it doesn't sound as genuine as you would think. Anyway, moving on. Welcome to episode 24. We are excited. Hey, you know what? We're close to another milestone. 25. Mm. A fourth of 100. Man. Man. <laughs> quarter of a century. Right? I can't believe it either. It's weird, man. I mean, the longer 25. this... The longer... Quarter. The longer this goes on for... I feel like the longer this this show goes on, for the loopier we get in our in our beginning segments. But also, it's just really cool, man. You know, I know we previously talked about having uh, that break we did. I can literally hear you try not to laugh. I'm being uh, your face. I don't know. Anyway, go on. You were yeah, saying I, the break. It's, yeah, we had that. We talked about that break we had, and it's just cool to be back and just man, just talking about life and God. Like you said, you mentioned how like this is like a like this is enjoyment. You know, like we actually this we get to do this. So. I'm very excited. I am also excited. I really am. <laughs> I'm excited. I am. Why are you looking at this? We're keeping this. I'm excited. So, there's no point in, in looking at me like we're cutting. Right? We're not professionals. <laughs> this is good. Hey, stay with us. See? Joy. Um, yeah, no, in all seriousness, um, man, in all seriousness, I really do. I uh, I do enjoy this. And I, <laughs> I'm not meaning to do this. That's great. Um, I really. <laughs> Get the giggles again. This is just like July 4th. I really do enjoy it though. Me too. Um, and like I said, we were talking about today about filming because mm-hmm. believe it or not, we have a day off really once, one a week. Yeah. And. You know, or, you know, I have a day off week, and we decided to film this on that day. Mm-hmm. And you kindly were like, "Hey, man, we don't have to do that today because you're day off." And I said, "You know what, man? I enjoy That's doing right. that. So even though this um, this does take time, I do enjoy it." Hmm. So we usually start this out. What is real talk after all that ridiculous behavior? Uh, are we keeping this? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Well, after all this ridiculous behavior, what is real talk? Real talk's an opportunity to just talk about life, God, the Bible. Um, faith and how that all kind of intersects and mm-hmm. we try our best to be real about that we do have questions up at the top here you're going to see a link www.theremnant.live slash real dash talk when you click that it's going to pull up a form fillable box enter in the question hit submit and it's going to send it to a database uh, that's completely anonymous couldn't find you if we tried yep tried many times uh, but it's it, we can't find you your name and the reason for that is Give people an opportunity to ask questions that they may be embarrassed to ask or just that's don't right. get the opportunity to ask. And I think uh, that's that's really the point of it. So we're up to 600, probably 70, 80 questions. Um, we've answered nearly all of them. So we have some new ones today, which I'm pretty excited about. And that's really what this is all about. All of the numbered episodes are pre-recorded so that we can mm-hmm. kind of dive more into these. And then yes. once a week on Thursdays, we have a, a Facebook Live session where we just have some fun, interact, and... Last week was a really good it one. It was. That's what I was about to mention, man. We went for on for about two and a half hours. That was the longest we've ever had. And, man, it was just the conversation just got so real. 
because uh, you know we usually mention how it's we get deep here and it's kind of more surface you know there but we dove in and it was it was awesome so yeah very I really much a blessing last Thursday absolutely so. those of you that were there part of that conversation uh, write something below let us know if you enjoyed it yes we nice. we appreciate this we love interaction yeah we really do so uh, we typically start these out just for letting people know how we're doing so how's your week been man uh it's been good I have it's interesting so. I've been, and I, I don't think I've really ever done this before, so we try every day, you know, to get, like, some sort of, like, devotion time in, right? So, um, you know, whether that's reading, praying, you know, you should be doing all of it. But I've been getting a lot of my, my a lot of my God time from YouTube videos, which is interesting. Mm -hmm. I've been watching these YouTube videos just about a bunch of different topics on, on God. I actually, I know I, I mentioned to you, I literally watched an entire, like, three-hour-long movie. It was just... I think it was called the Gospel of John. It was just it was just Jesus and him living up until he died and came back. Yeah, and it was so cool, man. It was just so encouraging, and it actually put me in a much better place. Um, what what impacted you most from that? Do you think that maybe put it in a different light or really dude, spoke to you? It's interesting how you know when I'm reading, you know, if I'm reading say the Gospels and you know I'm reading about Jesus and you know how he you know, how he was then. Um, we tend to create these pictures in our minds of like like how like what it looks like, mm -hmm. and, and it's funny like taking that comparison to actually just watching a movie and with the differences it can be. Um, mm. Seeing a visual representation of it put out in front of me was so like interesting because you got a guy you know you get to see him all the time you know you, you look at like you know what he says in the Bible but you actually get to see his, you know, his facial expressions and how he was and just you know without speaking at times and it's just interesting because you can just tell you. Different, yeah. you know, and uh, I guess it impacted me the most with those things, like those small, subtle things that that uh, kind of made you view the way he said things differently than exactly. it would have been before. Yes, and it yeah. was just so man, it was so good. I'm so glad I because all I did, I literally just YouTube Jesus Christ. So I put That's cool, and I was like, what is this gonna pull up? And I saw this movie, watched it, loved it. So um, if you guys want to YouTube that, it's it's just called uh, I think it's called the, the title is like Life of Jesus, and then the, the beginning will say like Gospel of John. So three hours long, I recommend it. It's awesome. Nice. Um, but yeah, that's that's how my week's been. Just watching these videos. I know currently I'm in one right now. It's talking about uh, New Earth and like what what that's gonna look like, or at least what we think. <laughs> so uh, yeah, it's just cool, man. Just getting some new information and just really diving in and just allowing myself to really be open to the spirit more because I'm more indulged in you know keeping things in front of me. So. Really it's blessed. awesome, man. Using this, using my cell phone for good reasons. Yeah, that's actually awesome. <laughs> and a really good point because a lot of that stuff gets used. We kind of one of our many taglines, and some of the people that have, um, you know, share these videos say, you know, social media needs it, <clears throat> needs positivity. So it's cool, like even the idea of using your phone for something good because it's so tempting to use it for not right. good. Absolutely, man. That's cool, man. Yeah, I, uh, you know, whenever I think about a movie about the Bible, I always think about. The uh, passion of Christ and how much that impacted me. Yeah, I remember being in the theater and watching people like get on their knees, start praying in the middle of it, and just mm. wild stuff. Um, wow. Yeah, so that's cool. It's cool ministry, you know. So whoever made that video, you know, impacted your life and wouldn't have even thought that. At exactly. The time. It's so, so it's, interesting. It's cool. Good man. Good. What about you? How's your week been? Um, it's good. We had our first morning service this past yeah, week at the Remnant, so and exciting. so. Uh, we didn't really get the sign changed out front until Friday, and we had a huge amount of people. Um, more um, exciting, I guess, is a lot a lot of visitors. 
mm-hmm. which is the whole purpose why we did it. You know, mm-hmm. if you don't know anything about us, we have our services in the evening. We have a community meal every week for community time from 5 to 6, and then our typical services from 6 to 7.15, Um And yesterday it was at, yesterday, I mean Sunday, it was at um, 11. Mm-hmm. And then we had our meal after, so it went to 11. And it was just, uh, it was interesting. It was pretty cool because we wanted to reach a different group, and we just wanted to kind of throw it out there. And what I like about that is we had had that in one of our member meetings, like our church family meetings, of, hey, we're considering this, and it was sort of an idea brainchild of the congregation to That's try right. this out once a month or once. And, you know, it was um, it was fruitful. We got a lot of encouragement. We got people saying we love this place and mm. that hadn't got a chance to see it because of the time. So, right. you know, we're in this place of wondering, thinking and praying about whether that's something we should think about doing regularly. Um, not because we think there's anything wrong with the evening. We're definitely, someday our dream would be to have both. Absolutely. But, you know, have we reached the people we're going to reach at that time? And now, in order to reach different people, we need to move it. You know, I mm-hmm. think maybe we're there. I don't know yet. So that was encouraging because you never know. We were both, all Absolutely. of us were like, yeah. I don't know what's going to happen it's, here. It's funny because um, since we're used to the reverse, so like you said, we usually start with a meal and then go yeah. to service. And this one was service and meal. Mm-hmm. Like there was like 10 minutes before service started. I'm like, it looks like no one's here. And we go in there, it's like, <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, that's what people. people do, right? If something starts at 11, most of them aren't going to show up early. They're going to show right on time. That's right. And that's, that's the way it was for me. We had our pre-service meeting. I was like, I looked down, I was like, yeah, well, this looks like a sign. You know, we don't need to do this. And by the time we got the 10 minutes back, I'm like, you know, all these people, you know, the ushers, you know, our ushers are awesome, our greeters, but they weren't used to having to ask people to scoop down that's and right. fit people. So it was really exciting. It was, man. It um, was so cool. So that's cool and exciting. And, um... So I'm still processing through that. So you know this real stuff here. Um, I hey, I'm a dreamer. So like I think of possibilities. This mm-hmm. is how I am. Uh, when I was a kid, my sister and brother can tell you this. Like we played, we had toys, but we rarely used them for what they were. We used them as props or to be different things, right? So like this mug would be like a potion, right? Mm-hmm. Whatever. So I don't know if it came from that where my mind's just always thinking of what could be. And um, so you know this, we just talked about today. We're like, oh, do this. What I realized, I had a conversation with a guy in our church last night, props to David if he sees this. He has some good questions and some thoughts of, um, because my mind says, all right, slow down. You know, are we, are there so many, in my mind it all fits together and it can all happen. And I think mm-hmm. it can, all these different things we're trying to do. Okay, so for, so for example, we have a new campus we want to launch. Mm-hmm. We have... In, in a different town, we have our children's playground we need to get built, and we need to remodel the kitchen. Those are just three. We have way more. <laughs> oh, yeah. So to me, those are going to use different groups of people, so there's no reason they can't happen concurrently, happen together. But he brought up a good point that for the, for other people, that may, they, that may overwhelm them mm-hmm. because their, their minds or their energy can't be focused one place. So in the congregation, they're like, whoa, there's too many things happening. So then they freeze. They're, they're mm-hmm. paralyzed. You know. So what, what things do we need to... Um, so kind of not necessarily stop dreaming, but going, okay, I can dream, but I also need to make sure that we, we're we doing these things in the order we need to do them. Yeah. Or, you know, being very specific. So that's cool. Own personal spiritual life. Um, when you preach, I don't think this often, and I've said this, you know, if you, you can't base the truth of the message on the messenger hmm. because I'm a flawed person. Right. So clearly, even if I preach truth, like let's say love other people, there's times I don't love people. Yeah. 
But there, and most of the time, I, I'm fine to live out of that. But sometimes you think about stuff, and, and I'm not even this sermon, but just in general, I've been thinking lately, like, man, I don't want to be a hypocrite. I want, hmm. I want to make sure I'm living my life in a way that reflects that I believe these things, and I'm battling for them, and I am living it out all the time. Yeah. And I know in my heart I'm not. You know, I, I think a true hypocrite is a person who, I don't know, maybe it isn't or isn't, but they know that they're not going to live what they're saying. Mm-hmm. Right, like it's a way, but maybe they're not, and so I, just making sure of that and searching my heart and, and making sure I like what you said, um, taking time. The other thing about preaching, uh, taking time to focus on my own spiritual life while yeah. teaching, and sometimes, I remember being in seminary, being taught, you know, you can't make your devotion time the same as your study time for a message, because it's not the same. Because when I'm looking for something and praying about what to talk about to a congregation, that's different than my own focus for my own study. Now, it doesn't mean I'm not getting stuff out of that sure. message. Um, so that last sense. Yeah, so last week I was able to do that, and I shared that with you, and it was just cool how God, you know, I told you, I was, well, this fits 15 things that I'm working on, you know, like the one I was stressed last week, and I read earlier in the morning about patience. It was in Second Timothy. Yeah. And I walked out later in the day, and I was, like, snappy with someone, and immediately that verse came to mind. I was like, because I kept coming back to them. That's why I was supposed so, probably seemed rambling to you, but I'm doing okay, I think. Um, spent some time with my family a little bit more than normal, at least my dad, so that was cool. Yeah. You spent some time with my dad. You got to know him a little bit. Yeah, I love your dad, man. He's a good guy. Yeah. Very bold. Dude, Very he's bold. a lion, man. I'm telling you. I love you. it. Um, you got out. a lot of that. Yo, L. Blinn. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's good. You'll probably never see this, but yeah. <laughs> Moving on. Yeah. Uh, so we'll dive right in. Cool. I think. Uh, you want to start or you want me to start? Um, I can start. Okay. So first question we got today is, for what purpose would a healthy, healthy couple withhold sex from each other? Well, that's funny you asked that question. We just talked yesterday. <laughs> we're, in a, we're in a series called uh, Love, Respect, and Sex. That's right. We've been going, um, going over relationships, marriage, all those kinds of things, mm-hmm. and... We actually talked about sex yesterday, ironically, and what the purpose of sex, what the design is. Um, and, and you have to look at that two ways in our culture. One is within the way it was designed within marriage between man and woman, and then anything outside of that. Right. So, um, trying to find it here for you because we just – oh, here we go. So, to answer this question directly, 1 Corinthians chapter 7, it says – we'll start at verse 3. A husband should fulfill his marital responsibility, sex, Mm. to his wife and likewise a wife to her husband. A wife does not have the right over her own body, but her husband does. In the same way, a husband does not have the right over his own body, but his wife does. Do not deprive one another sexually, except when you agree for a time to devote yourselves to prayer. Then come together again after that time. Otherwise, Satan may tempt you because of your lack of self-control. Um, so, you know, if you're choosing to do that as almost like a fast or a way to focus or to focus on prayer, Mm -hmm. um, that would be a healthy way, reason to do it. Anything else beyond circumstances, you know, if there's a health issue, that's part of love, right? Like loving each other, but that's different. That's not what they're asking. If you're doing, choosing to do it because, because that's kind of taken out of your hands, right? A health issue, Mm -hmm. but a good reason for a healthy couple to, um, that's, that's it. And I don't even like the word withhold. Mm-hmm. 
um, that would be agree to not have sex. There should never be a withholding of it to each other, ever. That's right. A lot of times in marriages, it's used as a punishment or a, I'm going to be honest with you, manipulation tactic. You're upset with your uh, wife. You decide not to do that with her or be disinterested. You're upset with your husband. You decide to not do that with him or her, and that's foolish. And I think Scripture says it because really um, you're going to make it more difficult for them to not be tempted to sin. Part right. of it, partially. The other part of it is you you know, you need that intimacy. That's right. And I Does think, that make sense? Absolutely. And I would say just to add on to that a bit would be, you know, if this is a person asking questions not married, you know, because when I first initially Ooh, read good it. call. It says healthy couple, huh? Yeah. So I was curious. I was like, well. That's assuming it, they're married. Right. Yeah. And, then not, and then if we're assuming they're not married, then we know that, you know, a couple shouldn't be having sex outside of the confines of marriage between a man and a woman. So, the reason why is just because God says so. He knows what's best for us. Yeah, and because that covenant, you know, that's mm-hmm. meant to seal the covenant yes. between a husband and a wife. And we've said this before, it joins you together in a deeper way than just physically. Mm-hmm. And that's why sex complicates relationships. If you've mm-hmm. ever, you know, we've both been honest about our past. Yep. We didn't grow up in Christian homes. We both have, unfortunately, I hope you're okay with me saying this. I guess mm-hmm. I did. <laughs> you've been honest you about it. Absolutely. And I can, I, I guess I'll speak for me. You know, I share this from the congregation. Um, yep. I've seen the effects of it. And even if you get, it doesn't blow up, it affects you emotionally, mentally. Absolutely. Because you're not meant to have that kind of connection without the commitment that comes with it. Mm. Anyway, just my thoughts. Good stuff, man. All right, we got a good one here. I think you're going to resonate with this. All right. I realized recently that I spent a huge part of my day thinking about God, the Bible, what this all means, etc. But not necessarily talking to Him. Mm. Is this wrong? I think I struggle to feel that sense of intimate relationship with him at times. Yes, I can definitely relate to this. Because um, I know for me, like, and like this, like, I know earlier I was sharing about how like, I've been like watching these videos and everything. This almost goes along with it. Because it, I, to me, and this is me, I think there is a difference between reading, uh, you know, and watching these videos or whatever you're trying to do or thinking about it, and then actually talking to God. Mm. So I think there is a difference because I think that's what prayer is. So, for me, a lot of my life, and like I said, I've been trying to get better at this. I still have a lot of room to improve is, yeah, I can think about all these things, but I have to pray unceasingly. It's just the, you know, what's yeah. the verse that it's says? Good. Yeah, you're right. Oh, pray unceasingly. Yeah, yeah. sorry. To never cease prayer. So, yeah. um, at all times, all circumstances. Yes. So, for me, uh, how do you do that? What I've been trying to do myself is whenever I have a thought of God, um, just talk to him for a minute. Like, you know, people think, and you've talked about this before, and this actually really helped me with praying, is people think it has to be like, you know, this this well-written-out verbal letter. <laughs> oh, hello, Father. Exactly. Yeah. You know, yeah. and for, like, I love how you've explained it before, because even if it's just going like, like, hey, Dad, or hey, Father, you know, Father, whatever, just, you know, and just talk. You don't have to... No, it's not. There's no guidelines to prayer. You just, it's just you talking to God. So if, if you have a thought that comes out, you know, just talk to Him for a minute. It doesn't have to be 30 minutes either. A minute, 30 seconds, whatever. He hears you all the time. So it's good. Man. Um, I would agree. I think <clears throat> I, we've talked about this. I certainly live in that world. Mm-hmm. Um, what scares me sometimes it actually goes with what I just shared. Sometimes I'm, you know, I get the honor of preaching or talking mm-hmm. about God or. I can do all these things for God, and one of my biggest fears is I forget why I'm doing it. Hmm. You know? Yes. And 
Um, I don't want to do that. And um, certainly, I just had this thought the other day. You know, I could. I was talking to God about this. Sometimes I can feel like I'm helping everyone else get closer to Him, but I feel like I'm farther. <laughs> like I'm, I'm kind of pointing them towards Him. Yeah. Um, because, and some of that's my own view of my own worth and stuff that I'm always fighting. But yeah. Um, <clears throat> is this wrong? I don't think it's wrong to think of spend time thinking about God. The Bible. Oh yeah, definitely not wrong. Yeah. The, in fact, there's you know, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind. That's right. Your mind involves thinking about it, and uh, this mm-hmm. is what this is. We're tra- you know, you're, you're given a mind for a reason. We're trying to figure it out. And that's right. I think that pleases him. Um, so that's all good. I think those are that shows your uh, the depth of your faith Absolutely. because you're seeking it, and it's always on your mind. Um, now, like you said, don't in the midst of that and trying to understand him and trying to understand all this, forget that he loves you and he just wants a relationship with you. And I like what you said. Yes. I had a guy when I was in, before I was a Christian, I don't think I even told you this story. I was okay. in, a, I went to youth group once at a big church because you just go to hang out with people. Yeah. I was not a Christian. And I remember they had this chaplain, the football chaplain from South Carolina. So clearly I'm a young guy, plays football, I'm going to listen to this guy. And he was talking about praying and he prayed and he said, Daddy. And he, like when he prayed, he called him Daddy. And I remember thinking, first of all, it's the weirdest thing for me because I'd never heard that. Sure. <laughs> But it stuck with me for years because I was like, there's a level of intimacy there that's like, he just talked to his dad, man. And, um, you know, I think sometimes we, we tend to, if you've been blessed to have a good earthly father, that's good. If not, then it can be a struggle. Mm-hmm. But just remembering that it's okay to, um, you know, it's not wrong to think, through, so to answer your question specifically, it's not wrong to think, think about God. Mm-hmm. As far as struggling with that sense of intimate relationship with him, I think what you said is great advice. Just talk to him. That's right. It's it, it, this just came to my head is you know it goes back to how real is this? Because if it is real, he is your dad. Like that yeah. is that is our father. Yeah, you absolutely. Know, and and he loves you. And what's right. the relationship with you? Not because of what you do, but just because you're his. Mm-hmm. So. And I, that's so cool that you told that story because that guy he's it's real to him, man. Yeah. To just say daddy like. Yes, yeah, and he was like six seven, you know, he's a huge yes. former football player, and he just said, "Daddy," and I remember going, "Man, like here I'm talking about it, even before I was a Christian." Mm. So, yeah, good. yeah, and I and I, what you said about praying seasonally, guys, we've said it in previous episodes. That's an area that I do think I live under. I talk to him all the time. Mm. People will sometimes say, well, "Hey, what are you doing?" I should just tell him I'm praying, but I go, oh, "I'm just fucking myself," <laughs> because I'll say, "Like, gosh, Lord, I'm scared today," or "Like, I'm Father, I'm struggling," or mm-hmm. you know, "Please don't let you know." I'll just be honest with him and talk to him. Uh, he is there. Tells us that. That's right. So anyway, yeah, I think the more the more <coughs> you get into that, you talk to him, the more intimate that relationship will feel. So ooh, that's good. Look at that. Wrapping it up perfectly. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, next question is, this is a this is a lengthy one, so s- stick with me. I'm with you. Can you? Yeah. I'm with you. <laughs> Lately, sorry. Side note. I feel like whenever <laughs> I feel like whenever I get longer ones, I feel like I've somehow lost the ability to read. Correctly. That's what I was going to make a joke about. But... <laughs> <laughs> How did I know? Okay. Question. <laughs> it's been a good episode. What if you're divorced and your ex wants to start over in a romantic relationship, but says he wants to still keep his girlfriend as just a friend, saying he can give her up romantically? If I agreed to get back together with him, should I accept that, or should I be, or should that be a deal breaker? What are your thoughts on him even asking? Okay, well, if you saw my look, I gave you the camera a second ago. Uh, um, I'm not, I'm not upset at you in the question. It's just a ridiculous thing for someone to ask you. So, situation based on the card is you and your husband divorced. 
Oh, your why? Oh, says he. So you and your husband divorced. You're wanting to, he comes to you and wants to start over. On the one hand, I think that's awesome. That's exciting. There's beauty in that. There is be, There can be beauty in that. If it's, <laughs> yes, there can be. Mm-hmm. But then he says, hey, and the implication is, I assume you divorced because of this relationship or mm-hmm. he's moved on. Let's say you didn't even for whatever reason. Now you, he has a girlfriend and he's saying, I want to get back with you, but I would like to keep my girlfriend as a friend. And I won't, yeah. I won't have any romantic feelings for her. I think that's when you hit the brakes. That was the look I gave. I <laughs> if I agree to get back together with him, should I accept that or should that be a deal breaker? Um, well, I'll answer that. Um, no, you shouldn't accept that. That's, no. that's so – two things. It's incredibly manipulative to even ask you that. Incredibly yes. self, self-centered and self-absorbed. And I don't even mean – maybe he's not seen it that way. But it's hard to imagine anyone asking that seriously without realizing how ridiculous that sounds. And mm-hmm. and I love and admire the fact that you're willing to ask this and ask, because when you're in emotions, particularly something as strong as an, an ex-husband one, mm-hmm. it, your perspective is skewed. Absolutely. So to seek wisdom from the outside is really wise of you. Um, so and I, and I know we're kind of joking. I don't mean to make light of it. It's more of like, you know, that's ridiculous to ask you. Yes, yes. it should be a deal breaker. Absolutely. That's even if that were possible, you're going to be insecure about it, and you're going to be hurting about it all the time. Mm-hmm. Clearly, and I don't think it is possible. Nope. Um, so yes, what are your thoughts on me even asking? I think it's a selfish thing to even bring up. I think it's almost ridiculous. I would, I would, you know, I would probably say sometimes I do this. Uh, sure. Why don't we go talk to uh, my pastor and ask him about it? So because once sometimes when you talk or my friend, hey, let's go see what my friend thinks. Sometimes when you when you Bring up bringing another person in, they realize how absolutely ridiculous what they said mm. sounds because they know that, oh, wait, that, someone else is going to hear this? That's ridiculous. So, um, you know, kudos to you for that's asking. So good, man. Like, even just moving yeah. forward with like things you say yourself. That's yeah. So good. Uh, yeah, actually, that's, a, uh, that's another thing we're talking about. But um, kudos to you, truthfully, for asking this. Um, you should not feel confused or manipulated at all. It's mm-hmm. completely, I, I encourage you, strongly encourage you not accept that and yes. even say why would you even ask me that that's mm-hmm. um, not a, not a wise decision and um, you know if you if he's serious about reconciling uh, that is only going to be a barrier to that absolutely agree 100 okay excuse me can a christian marry a non-christian and stay a christian yes but it's gonna be very difficult um you know, we've talked about dating before, and uh, I know for me, like, you've given me personally advice before I was in a relationship again about, you know, I'd be like, well, I think this girl, you know, she's cute or whatever, or, and you're like, well, is she a Christian? I was like, no. You're like, well, nope, that's it. Can't do it. Yeah. And the more, like, I realized that, I know, like, then I was kind of like, you oh, maybe. You know, I think we all have this weird, especially, you know, being a believer, I think when we're single and we're looking, you know, for a girlfriend... We had this weird mentality of like, even if they're not a believer, it's like, we can save them, we can convert mm-hmm. them, it'll be okay. Like, nah, man, it's it's much more difficult than what we make it seem, and it's just going to create problems, you know, when someone's on a completely other spectrum than you are with the beliefs, it's just not going to work. Yeah, <laughs> I, I love that you separated that. Mm-hmm. Okay, whenever we get questions like, stay a Christian, be still a Christian, you know, one of the things I like to ask right away, we like to ask is, what makes a person a Christian? You know, you, who you're married to doesn't make you Christian. That's right. Um, what 
you do or don't do doesn't make you Christian. What makes you a Christian, well, to a degree it does. But first and foremost, have you put your faith in Jesus Christ as your Savior? So nothing can take that away. Jesus himself says, I will never let go of those you've given me. He said that to the Father. Um, so yes, but I like what you said. I couldn't add anything better. It's going to make it a lot more difficult for you to follow Jesus when you have someone. So you know, view it as two people, mm -hmm. and they're walking along, and Jesus goes this way, and they're like, well, I'm not following Jesus. Which way are you going to go? They're not yeah. going to follow Jesus. So even if they like certain parts of it, they're not going to follow Jesus. The Bible talks about being equally yoked. Mm -hmm. What that really means is, no, it's just dangerous to do, and you're not to, to you know, you shouldn't do that. So, question is, can you be a state Christian? Sure. Should you do this? No, mm -hmm. um, you should not. Nice. All right. Um, <laughs> this next one, can we please do more mornings? <laughs> <laughs> we actually had a couple of these about mornings. I love morning services. Can we do more morning services? Mm -hmm. The answer is, we don't know. Yes, we are going to. Worst case scenario, we're going to do it once a month. Best case scenario, you know, we're considering it. We're looking into it. If you're a yeah. person watching this and you're like, I love mornings, you know, I would be there every time, post them below. It's an opportunity to yeah. put your input in. Let us know. But certainly we're going to do more morning services. Um, we, we're not going to – that would be silly. Mm -hmm. As far Agreed. as whether that becomes every week or not, we're still in the process of praying and thinking through that. But, hey, we're, welcome, we're open to input. That's right. Absolutely. <laughs> Here we go. How do you talk to your children, you know, since we both have them? <laughs> How do you talk to your children about sex when they're extremely uncomfortable with it? Um, I was that kid that was uncomfortable with it, so I can't speak from that perspective. This is an interesting question because I personally didn't have a good example of it. I just kind of had here. to discover what it was on, on my own streets. in a sense. <laughs> in the streets. Um, I remember, like, just to recap my own experiences as a kid, I think... The first time we ever had, like, the talk was in school. Mm -hmm. It was in health class. I think it was either fifth or, like, sixth grade. I want to say it's fifth. Could be wrong. Either way, fifth or sixth grade. Um, and from there, like, my parents never really talked about it. It was just, I had to, which in a way was, you know, kind of a disadvantage. Because I had to, you know, it kind of led me in some weird paths, you know. So, um, I think it's... It's important to establish when we should, because mm, obviously if your child is like 10, like, no, I don't think they need to be, <laughs> you know, they don't need to be told about sex. I think, you know, right around the age of, you know, when puberty starts to come about, you know, because that's when, you know, hormones, whatever, just things start riling up and they, they don't understand it. Um, I think that's a good time to talk about it. And honestly, I think that can be anywhere between, what, I don't know when that age is, like 12 to like 15, probably, probably 12. Yeah. Anyways, I'm having a very no, no. I was myself. thinking through it. Yeah. <laughs> hey, real talk, um, man. That's yeah, what it is. for real. Um, for real. Nice. Uh, Fun. How to do it? I mean, just be honest. I think you know. Explain what it is, and I think this is good. It's huge. It, I'm having trouble with this one. If you are a believer, I think it's going to be a lot different than if you're not, uh, because they're both going to have different meanings. Meanings. Because if you're not a believer trying to explain this to your child, you're going to be like, oh, yeah, it's a, it's an act where man and woman, you know, they get together and they do this. It's just like a, it's like I said, it's an act in itself. While if you're a believer, you're going to explain it as it's, it's one of the most beautiful things that God has created. And it's created for a man and a woman in marriage. You know? time, yeah. um, so I think, man, as far as like specific details, I don't know. It's a fun one for you. Yeah, huh? I don't know. I just know that with me, when I, you know, when I... 
hope to have kids one day. Um, and I have to sit down and try to explain this to them. I'm going to use it. I'm going to use it as, I guess, an example of that. You know, it's it's between a man and a woman in marriage. <laughs> <laughs> you're like that. I don't know, you're but, like that uncomfortable I, kid still. I, I know. Uh, I don't know how to like. A couple I things know. I think I remember in second grade hearing sex. Someone's like, "Hey, they're gonna have sex." So I mm-hmm. went home and I asked my mom, "Hey, what's sex?" She's like, "That's a bad word. Don't say it." Which is probably not the right way to respond. And I was like, "Okay." Like, so I mean, the reason I bring that story up is to say, as early as second grade, people were talking about it, and um, you know, and we are living in over sexualized culture which really sucks mm. and I, we have kids at this church I'm really close with and I know it breaks my heart actually makes me want to cry the things they're hearing already and mm. you know third fourth grade um, so this is what I view overall picture in the absence of an answer the world's going to give them an answer right what answer do we want to give them so how do you talk to your children about sex the first thing is be make an environment and have communication with your kids that they feel safe to ask you questions that's mm-hmm. bigger than sex. That's, you know, do you create really an environment good. where your kids feel safe to ask you questions, you know, to share with you things like that? Um, and when they ask questions, you need to be willing to enter in as uncomfortable it is for you. Because a lot of times what they really mean is they're extremely uncomfortable, which makes me uncomfortable and I don't want to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, you need to be willing to enter in and lead and give an answer. Right. Um, so I think that's the biggest thing. And I think, you know, you just need to be aware and most... This sounds like you're a parent that really loves your kids, which is awesome. You know, I think you know. The fact that you're asking this tells me my my gut is that you're you're seeing signs that you need to. Right. And what I would do is just like he said, be honest with him. You don't need to get graphic. No. I don't think that's necessary because I think they can they'll come to you with that stuff as time goes on. Right. But overall, just you know, letting them know sex isn't bad, mm-hmm. but that it is bad outside of the way God made it. And it's it's bad for you, so I you know you just gotta push through and keep it general and and let them guide the conversation once you start it. You know, saying, mm-hmm. do you have questions? You know, are you hearing things at school? Are there things that you wonder about? Mm-hmm. Um, because I want you to know I'm willing to talk to you about that. Because I'm telling you, and this this is true of the church. We we talked about this at our message Sunday. In the absence, this is serious. In the absence of an answer, the world will give it give them an answer. That's right. And so, who do we want to give them? The answer, do we want the world to, or do we want to be able to give them a biblically-based answer? That's my thoughts. That's awesome. Cool. You provided a much better answer. No, you, you said essentially the same thing. <laughs> um, is this our last one? It is. All right, so our last question of this episode is, will there be animals in the new earth? So without going too far into this, the <clears throat> typically when we talk about the new earth, they're talking about after Christ's thousand-year reign. <clears throat> so there's a lot of things are going to happen. Uh, Antichrist, all that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. It's going to come. Jesus is going to come. There's going to be a thousand-year reign, which this is very interesting. We'll, have to, we'll have to talk about this someday because it's a fascinating topic because there will be people in the new, in the millennial kingdom who see Jesus and live it who will not follow him. That's, right. That's fascinating to me. Anyway, this thousand-year period, then after that, God will, <clears throat> there will be the final judgment, a lake of fire destroying the enemy, um, all of that, right? Then he will create a new heaven, a new earth, and then it's over. That thousand-year reign is still really good. So here's what we know. From Isaiah, we know that during the thousand-year reign of Jesus, there will be animals. 100% we know that because it says the lion will lay down with the lamb. The wolf will lay down with the... Uh, I think it's the wolf, actually. The wolf will lay down with the lamb. Um, or the lion. I don't remember off the top of my head. Anyway, mm-hmm. it's 
that idea. The predator and the prey will lay together and won't yes. be in peace. So there's going to be animals during that time of peace. The new heaven and new earth, my gut tells me, why wouldn't there be? Right. Um, because there was at the beginning of creation before the fall. So to me, this there's we don't we aren't told directly, but my my guess is if everything is kind of a return back to the way it was before sin entered the world, why would there not be animals there? That's good. There will be animals there, and the cool part is is that we won't have to worry about being eaten by them because there won't be any sin, right? Mm. So, um, yeah, that's my thoughts. Added question. Okay. Do you think there would be dinosaurs there? Why not? I don't know. I like that you brought that up because my my tendency is to believe that dinosaurs were around, right? Oh, yeah. well, I mean, we know that. I mean, during cause it's a different topic. Yes, I'll say that. Why why couldn't they be? Nice. Yeah. Cool. All right. I think that's it, man. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, you got anything else you want to say? Um. Thank you, guys. Uh, I like this episode. It was it was funny one. It was good. It was odd. I apologize for the giggles. <laughs> uh, I knew. I said right before we started, I was like, oh, man. Uh, it's hard go. to explain. I, it's so embarrassing to call them that, but I can sense it. It's this this laughter feel that, for some reason, everything is funny to me. <laughs> Particularly his face. Because he does these... Uh, it doesn't matter. <laughs> They're so. going to come back here in a second. Yeah. Uh, thank you guys so much for watching. Uh, share this video. Like it. Uh, with the hashtag, social media needs it. Because... Uh, Social media can be very negative. Why not give the people a positive message? Uh, thank you guys for uh, your just man, your faithfulness in this in this ministry. You guys are just as big of a part of it as we are. So thank you so much. Absolutely. Uh, a couple of just business type announcements. This link that we talked about above, www.theremnant.life/real-talk, is active twenty four seven. That's right. Three sixty five. Mm -hmm. So you can go in and ask a question anytime. You'll go into the database and we will answer it. Um. Maybe you can answer snotty, rude ones. So um, we'll answer it, hope, especially if they're genuine, but we'll answer all of them. Go ahead and post that. We do this every week. They're released, you know, speak well either. They're released on Tuesday. So hopefully this is, you know, you're seeing this. On yes. And then we have we go live this Thursday. I'm pulling my phone. Sorry, i got to look at the date so you know in case you watch this later. This Thursday, August 1st. Huh. This Thursday, August 1st, we'll be live at 8.30 yes. p.m. And it's kind of exciting. We're going to have, we believe, mm -hmm. don't hold us to this 100%, yeah, but our try. goal is <laughs> to have a panel for the first time. That's right. Four to five people That's on Real Talk Live. crazy. <laughs> Nuts. So it'll be fun. Come check that out with us. Hang out with us. Like you said, share and like this page. We do have a website, www.theremit.life. See how fast that was there? Boom. If you haven't liked our page... Would you go do that for us? Go like our page, hit like, follow, and see first, I think. Mm -hmm. So you make sure to see all of our our posts and the encouraging things we send out. And the way Facebook works is the more likes you have, the more people you reach. And we just want to reach more people for Jesus. That's right. Uh, this week, if you want to come check us out, uh, we're actually going to be at a different location. Mm -hmm. We have our annual baptism. Yes. Really excited. Got 10 to 11. Maybe more that will join that day that we're baptizing and celebrating with them. Such and it's just a big party. Mm -hmm. We uh, baptize them, we have a little worship, we do the baptism, and then we eat and party all day. That's and uh, we're excited. We had to move it, actually, from a couple weeks ago because of the weather. That's right. So um, pray for good weather and come join us. So if you're watching this, you have a church, you're like, I already have a church. You can still come celebrate because we're all part of the church, the same church at the end mm -hmm. of the day. If you believe in Jesus, we're part of the body of Christ, Church of the Capital C. We'd love to see you. Other than that, you got anything you can think of? Uh, I think that's everything. Give us a comment below if one you would like to keep doing, you know, morning services. Yes. If um, you know anything at all, interact as we see those, and we would love to 
interact with you. Other than that, we hope you have a great day and God bless you.